0: The following program is paid for by BUC Bank.
1: It's time for Money Talk, your chance to call in and receive answers to all your financial questions, from investment management to planning for your retirement and beyond. The experts at BUC Wealth Management are here to help, so you don't have to navigate these difficult financial decisions alone. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. Call in now, 356-9397. And now, here is Money Talk.
2: Hi. Hey, welcome to Money Talk. My name is Mark Wisniewski. Uh, did you hurt yourself, Mark? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I did. I banged myself. <laughs> tough sir. start, tough yeah, start. Right? Okay, let's yeah, start over again. <laughs> it's, it's a sunny, hot day, which is kind of nice. It's not rainy outside or anything, which I wish, wish we had some rain. Anyways, today we've got a couple of my co-hosts with me I'm very excited about. Kurt Anderson, uh, Executive Managing Director, Wealth Advisory, uh, Aaron Sutton, uh, Senior Vice President, Investment Portfolio Manager, and then we've got a special guest today, Max Stutzman, he's uh, Vice President, Commercial Real Estate, Real Estate, Real, oh my gosh, Relationship <laughs> Manager. Okay, Boy. maybe I should take over. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Kurt. <laughs> some them water, them. he might no. be dehydrated. Anyway, yeah, so t- <laughs> today we're going to have a great show. Is this,
3: Ma- is this Max's first time on the show? No, it's his second oh,
4: time. Oh, really? So,
0: yeah. Okay, so he's not a
3: newbie. I can't make No, fun he's not, not a newbie. Okay. A-
0: actually, the third. Oh.
3: Third? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh,
2: I must have not been here for yeah, the second time. time. He's that in high finance, regular. but he can't <laughs> count. <laughs> <laughs> so today, Aaron's going to kind of do a market update, and then we're going shift, to shift over to uh, the champagne economy, and if we've got any extra time, Max is going to update us on all Illinois sports, even though Brian Barnhart was just on. <laughs> so anyways, Aaron, I'll let you take it over with the market update.
4: All right, sure thing, Mark. So, you know what's interesting, I was looking through the data this morning, updating the numbers like I always do, and I didn't realize this till I started looking at the market returns, but it looks like maybe our last show, uh, which was on June 16th, I don't want to jinx it, but that may have marked the bottom in the market. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you heard so, it here first. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. I probably shouldn't uh, have said anything. But yeah, I was a little surprised to see that. But uh, yeah, that June 16th looked like the low mark, wow. uh, especially for the U.S. market. Uh, and so when I get to the returns here, you know, over the last month, things actually look pretty good. Now, granted, things have been pretty bad before that. So we're still certainly down year to date by a, a pretty good margin. But Boy, it's uh, it's kind of been I would say somewhat of a quiet rally in wow. a way uh, since the last month, and in fact, a lot of these gains have actually come this week. Um, you know, just a couple of days ago we had a two to three percent rally, uh, so that obviously right. uh, was about half of it right there. But hey, Aaron, yeah. it was through June
3: sixteenth, wasn't this decline somewhat historic in a number of ways?
4: You know, uh, we did hit a bear market. Um. So I think that was the first time that had happened in a while. But I heard um, like,
3: you know, the month was the worst month or worst quarter since like 1970 and you know, yes. all those kind of things.
4: Yeah, things really accelerated there in the second quarter. So the point yeah, is, if right. you felt bad, there was a reason for it. Yeah, and that June, 30th, <laughs> that June 30th statement that a lot of people obviously got in the mail probably here just recently, uh, yeah, that was going to look pretty rough, uh, especially from the prior quarter and certainly from the end of last year so. I know we've been having a lot of client meetings like we always do, a lot of concern out there. Uh, Obviously, recession still gets thrown about pretty regularly. Uh, You still have the Russia-Ukraine situation. China's still locking down. There's still a lot of unknowns out there. Um, And I think until some of those are removed from the market, we may just kind of bounce around here. We need to kind of get some resolution to some of these major items. And again, probably the most predictable out of these issues is the Federal Reserve. Uh, we're most likely going to get another rate hike next week. Okay. A lot of speculation whether that's going to be 75 basis points or 100. Looks like it's going to be 75. Uh, I was looking at the futures market this morning. They're pricing in about a 20% chance of a 100 basis point r- rate wow. hike. Wow, okay, that's not so, too bad. Yeah, so it looks like another 75. Uh, and then after that, I think they may start to taper down a little bit, hopefully. Again, this all depends sure. on what the inflation readings are going to come in at. But maybe after this, we'll get a 50. And then maybe a couple 25s, wow. I think, is, is really what the market's expecting. So
2: because, well, Prime's what, 475 right now? So that'll take us Sounds to right. four, five fifty, mm-hmm. a couple more, up to 6%. Okay.
4: Yeah, and I think what the market's expecting for the Fed funds rate, which is really what the Fed controls, right. maybe in that three and a quarter to three and a half percent range once everything's said and done. Okay. Um, but like I right. said, by the time we get the November December time frame, we might be able to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel as far as these rate hikes go. Uh, and I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe by then, yeah, that will relieve some of the pressure off the market. Uh, and maybe we'll start to see yeah some of these gains continue hopefully uh, what about my gas my prices guess. that's all i care about <laughs> those have been coming down lately yeah well
2: yeah cuz they took the gas tax off temporarily <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> till yeah. after the elections and then it'll <laughs> go back guys up.
3: i just drove back uh last week uh from florida and i saw $3.63 a gallon gas where is that wow. at in alabama and tennessee wow 363 ooh and everywhere you'd find 397 3 you know 87 something like that
4: yeah Wow. Oh, yeah. If you look at a map, Illinois is one of the highest here in the Midwest. All the surrounding states have lower gas prices than Illinois. So.
3: You know, going back to our conversation about sure. the markets, one thing that I've really noticed in, you know, I, I listen to CNBC a lot and other media and things. Mm-hmm. And you know, up until just really the last week, it was all about, you know, is this a, you know, is this a head fake? Or are things going to be going down? You know, all that, all that kind of negative stuff. Now all they're talking about is how, how a great value these different companies are at these prices. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 seen that right. definite
4: shift in the conversation to like, hey, this is a
3: buying opportunity.
4: I would agree with that, and I think part of that is we're starting to get some more readings on corporate profits uh, for second quarter, and for the most part, those are coming in better than expected. So I think, yeah, maybe heading into this earnings report, things were looking pretty di- dire, pretty negative. But you're right, uh, with the few of these reports coming in. The market's turning around a bit. I feel I, I kind of feel that too. There has been a little shift in the narrative, uh, especially in the media. And I don't think you can discount that too much. Uh, as we know, you know, in the long term, markets are going to reflect fundamentals. In the short term, they're going to reflect investor sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there's a lot of negative headlines, negative news out there, that's going to weigh on prices. But if we can kind of shift it to a more, like you said, positive tone. Yeah, I think that can help uh, relieve things a little bit. Well, it's important for the economy, you know,
3: because of that wealth effect, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, you get that <laughs> June statement, and you don't feel wealthy, and so you say, "Hey, maybe we ought to cut back spending a little bit," which is obviously right. a negative to the right. economy and things like that. So, but I just so I really kind of look at not what people are doing, but what people are saying, and I really feel that it's shifting.
4: Yeah, yeah, so I think do. there is some to that. Now on the flip side, I don't want to rain on your parade oh, too much. Gosh, here, but, uh, <laughs> here we go. We did get a report, and I thought that was kind of fascinating from AT and T this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw that, um, but that stock was off quite a bit. And really, what they cited is consumers or their customers are taking longer to pay their bills, Ooh, and yeah. it's actually impacting that's, their cash that's flow. So a good point. As you talked right. about with those higher uh, gas prices. Um, some of this other inflation uh, that's happening out there, it's starting to have an impact, at least in this one company. Again, this is just uh, one example here, but I thought it was kind of fascinating that they actually are starting to see a sizable shift in people delaying their their phone payments. You know, I
3: saw a fascinating report one time about when people start getting into financial trouble. They'll forego their their mortgage payment, their car payment, but they will never not make that... Phone payment, <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. really, I know. yeah, wow. yeah, because that's your life, you know, that's your oh, that's your connection absolutely. with the world, right, right. And you know, yeah, you know, I'll get to the I'll get to the house payment next month or something like that, but they will, will pay that. So you're that right. really does, you know, that is telling if yeah. they're if they're delaying that payment.
4: Yeah, and so I think that's the key is that it, you're right, you're absolutely right about how critical this is to everybody, and so it's not like they're not making those payments; they're just delaying them a little bit. So. Um, it's not the end of the world, but they're just taking a little longer. But like you said, they are still definitely paying it, but just taking a little longer. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, speaking of the energy markets, uh, to me I thought this was a pretty fascinating story and something to keep a close eye on here. So, uh, you know, we obviously have our issues here, uh, but I would argue that they're probably a little worse over in Europe. And one of the main concerns there was uh, Russia had actually shut down one of their gas pipelines completely, uh, flowing into Germany. Right, I saw uh, Yeah, they cited uh, maintenance reasons, so I think they closed it down for about 10 days. There was some speculation as to whether that would turn back on or not. Well, fortunately, uh, I believe this was just yesterday or a few days ago, it did start flowing again. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think that's why you had that nice rally in the market was because of this. Because um, this has really been a fear out there for some time uh, with the Russia-Ukraine war going on that Russia could use this really as a, an economic weapon uh, to hold some leverage over Europe. So far it looks like they're not doing that to an extreme degree. Right. Obviously they are doing it to some degree. Well, they, mean, they need the money, don't they? They do need the money. <laughs> they, that's they gotta exactly pay for right. those shells are lobbing right. onto Ukraine. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, but I think what's gonna be interesting is if this conflict is still going on in the winter time that's really where Russia holds the ultimate leverage because Yeah, obviously, there's natural gas demand now, but that really spikes up in the winter. Um, And so, again, this is just something to keep an eye on. I don't know how it's going to play out, but uh, it is just something to be aware of out there uh, within the marketplace.
2: Yeah, and uh, you're talking about overseas. I mean, I was reading an article about Italy. uh, Is it the –
4: Draghi resigned. Yeah. Yeah, the prime minister, I believe. Mm Yeah. Which is kind of scary.
2: You know, I'm actually going to finally go over there in October, so.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You're going over there?
3: Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite country. It's great.
4: Well, from the little I understand, Mark, I think their political system's kind of always been a little bit of a mess over there, so. Well, so is ours. (laughs) Yeah, so is ours. So I I don't think it's too much uh, of an unknown. shouldn't impact your trip anyways. Good, good. Um, Max, just hold tight over there, buddy. We're going to get to you in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, also speaking of Europe, uh, this is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, Their central bank, just like ours, raised rates today. uh, And they raised a little more than expected. Uh, Most people were expecting a 25 basis point hike. Uh, They raised it by 50. And what's interesting is this actually brought it from negative territory just up to zero. Wow. uh, For their short-term deposit rate. so. That rate had actually been negative since 2014, um, and this was their first rate hike going all the way back to 2011. And so I think what's happening here is, obviously we've been hiking rates for some time now, and it's kind of created a big spread, uh, meaning what you could earn in interest rates here in the U.S. was much higher than a lot of places, other places in the world, which attracted a lot of money to the U.S. market, mm-hmm. really forcing up the U.S. dollar, Um, And so there's kind of been this currency issue kind of outside the U.S. And so I think the European Central Bank has tried to, uh, you know, put this first hike in place to ease that just a little bit and help strengthen their currency some against the dollar. Well, that's for sure. Yep. Um, Yeah, so that was some of the major news items out there. Uh, As always, I thought I would run through some of the returns. Yep. Like I said, since the last show, uh, we've really seen a pretty decent rally. So looking at the S&P 500 – you're up almost eight uh, percent since June sixteenth uh, That being said, you're still down about sixteen percent year to date. <laughs> but again, uh, we got out of that bear market territory. Things are heading in the right direction. You know when we left to uh, come to the show today, uh, the market was basically flat, so hopefully we can at least hold there. Uh, maybe eke out another small game would be really nice mm-hmm. to see. Uh, mid and small caps have done a little better since the last show, up about nine or ten percent. Uh, Mid-caps year-to-date are down about 15 and the Russell 2000 small caps are down about 18% year-to-date, uh, so they are the lagger uh, so right. far year-to-date. Uh, looking at the sectors, it's really still only the energy sector uh, that's in positive territory. Uh, it's, we've talked numerous times with those energy prices. Uh, that sector is still up 34% year-to-date. Uh, So really, that's been the only game in town uh, to try to get any real return out there. Looking at the international markets, for the developed markets, we were up about 2% uh, since the last show. And emerging markets were actually negative uh, over the last month. Uh, So, yeah, still feeling some pressure there. Again, I think a lot of this is due to China uh, still having lockdowns over there, kind of taking them on and off, uh, creating a lot of uncertainty uh, in the economy there. Uh, and then looking at the bond market, uh, we did eke out a small gain there. Uh, if we look at the Barclays aggregate, it was up about 1.5% over the last month, uh, still down about 10% year-to-date. So, again, still feeling that double whammy of both stocks and bonds uh, being down year-to-date. Looking at the 10-year Treasury bond, uh, that did come back below, just barely below 3%. Currently at about 297 Uh But, yeah, rates have really held steady here. Uh, If you're looking at like kind of the two to 10-year range, uh, really over the last several months, have kind of all been hovering around 3% for some time now. Um, And then within the market, uh, we did see a little bit of a rotation. Um, We saw the growth stocks really outperform over the last month. They had been the laggers year to date. Uh, So those are up about 11% uh, just since June 16th. And the value side of the market's up about 5%. So. Like I said, a little bit of rotation there, but those growth stocks are still definitely down more than value stocks here to date
2: Yeah, you know, the only uh, thing that I'm a little disappointed was uh, that after I listened to the show on June 16th, I was kind of semi-depressed about stuff, and (laughs) I wish you would have told me it was flipping at that date, and then I could have, you know, made some... He told me. I, I, yeah,
3: I That's right. Kurt after the, after the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew all about it.
2: Well, why don't we go ahead and take a uh, quick uh, break here, and then we'll be back, and uh, we'll have Max talk about the uh, local economy, real estate, and everything good.
1: Out of town, or just out of time, with Busey's mobile deposit, you can skip the line and deposit checks whenever you want, wherever you are. It's as easy as sign, snap, and send. Visit Busey.com for details. Or download the Busey mobile app for smartphones and tablets to securely access your account when it's convenient for you. Busey, your dream, our promise. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
2: Welcome back to Busey Money Talk. My name is Mark Wisniewski. Today I have my co-host, Kurt Anderson, uh, along with Aaron Sutton, and our special guest, Max Stutzman. Max, a vice president, uh, commercial relationship manager. So Max, what's kind of going on with the local economy? All good in real estate, ag. What do you What do you know?
0: Yeah, no. We'll start with uh, student housing. I know that's a uh, big demand, uh, obviously here with the U of I. Um, we've actually seen over the summer just talking to some of the uh, major apartment owners that this is the best they've seen lease up going into the fall. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, operators that you know, we've talked to are are close to 100% full, and I think they're all, you know, very happy with that. I think some people uh, in the community get the perception that there's an oversupply, but uh, there's definitely a demand there. Uh, Last year was the highest freshman class, um, and also the highest uh, graduate class at the U of I. Um, So, you know, students continue to be coming uh, to the Illinois. Um, We have seen a little bit of slowdown uh, in new development, Um, There are a couple big developments going on still on campus. I know one uh, on Green Street, let's let's see, just be east of Neal, um, i probably set to deliver um, probably at the end of next year. Um, But, you know, I think a couple years ago we saw a lot more uh, new development on campus, so that has slowed down a little bit, but um, the demand is still there.
2: Well, you know, the one one thing uh, I know back when, you know, covid was definitely more prevalent i mean or preventing a lot of things from happening that the apartment owners reduced rents just to get their apartments full uh, have they been able to go back up or are they still keeping
0: it about that rate or what's what's the situation there yeah i think one good thing about you know all the apartment owners that that we work with and talk to in town that they were working with their tenants um and i think that you know local banks were working with apartment owners so that had that helped during covid but you know, everything I've heard is they're back to uh pre pandemic levels on rent. Um and you know, I think a lot of them aren't having to give discounts to to get their students uh signed up, but I think we're definitely back to pre pandemic levels on on rent.
2: So what do you, I mean, I also noticed too, you said there's there's uh the new buildings have kind of slowed down, but I mean there's there's a pretty significant amount of new buildings that have already been put in place the past two years. What about the older buildings?
0: How are they doing? Yeah, I think um, I think what we're going to see here in the next few years is more of the older buildings uh, taken down, uh, so new you know high rises or uh, new developments can go up. I think that's um, you know what we're seeing. I also just think that we're seeing a lot of the older apartment buildings being completely renovated. Um, I think students are um, very attracted to that because I mean. You the, go in, and the inside's a completely renovated unit.
3: Yeah, the bar has been raised. That it is, seems like every new right. development. Oh, you no. Know, yes. it's, it's, like a, it's like a resort. Right. Yeah, yeah some it's of
0: the – Far cry from what Mark, you and
3: I, lived oh, in when we were gosh. in college.
0: Yeah, I mean, even one of the new ones uh, on campus there has a Target at the bottom and a uh, pool on the rooftop. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's def- campus towns just came a long way in the you know last five years. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt I paid $100 for a
2: bedroom, you know, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> you know, now it's – you know, eight hundred, eight hundred.
4: Well, speaking of that too, I was driving home from work yesterday down Green, and they had the road closed. Yeah, so I had to cut right. through campus, and I was like, I'm going to drive by some of my old places I used to live at during college, and they were definitely showing their age. And I had the exact same thought. I was like, it may be time for some of those buildings to come down where I was living, you know, 20 right. years ago or so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, my son works for uh, Smile uh, as a leasing agent, and. He, he was just saying that they've redone so many of the insides of the apartments. It, you, the outside may
0: not look terrific, mm-hmm. but the inside is really nice. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and every, every new student wants the whole, all the amenities and, you know, granite countertops. and um, <laughs> I think the expectations have definitely gone up.
4: Gyms, pools, yep. flat screens, yeah. you name it. It's yep. pretty crazy. As long yeah. as
0: mom and dad are paying, they're okay with that's it. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, to kind of go get off of the student housing – um, there's definitely demand for non-student housing too. Um, you know, talking with some of the the operators here in town that do not, uh, you know, have the student housing, we've seen a huge demand uh, for that as well. I think uh, we see a lot of that in the southwest Champaign area. Uh, there is a new 55 uh, plus development going on uh, off of Staley. Um, you know, Hickory Rivers coming into the field. So I think we're kind of starting to see that area uh, grow as well. And I think we're only going to see uh, more development out there. Be, either it be uh, you know, multi-family retail—it's uh, definitely going to continue to grow. Yeah,
3: I can just envision the day when that is completely filled up, and I wouldn't—I wouldn't doubt if there ends up being like a, a satellite hospital out there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, those yeah. kind of things. right. That because I know sense. that Carl's packed, right, and uh, you know, and that might be a good good opportunity to do something like that out yeah.
2: there. Yeah, I mean, you've got the excess farmland. Now, I can't say excess farmland, but the farmland around there—you could put there. I mean, I was talking to a. Uh, a builder, general contractor, and he was says, you know, there's rumor that they were going to put either a Target or a Walmart mm-hmm. someplace right off the Curtis and mm-hmm. 57 exit, someplace. So that'd be interesting.
3: Well, that would make Mrs. Anderson very happy.
2: Right. And, uh, <laughs> I know. I mean, them having the gas station there makes me happy th- yeah, sometimes. I'll, I'll right. Bet. So. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got some great great developments. Like you said, Hickory River, I think they're scheduled, what, the end of August?
0: Yeah, uh, it has to be soon. I was just at the El Toro uh, last last night, and the Hickory River, they have their sign on the building now. So I would think that it's going to be uh, sometime here soon. It's just going to be another amenity for, for that side of town, which is going to be great. Also, uh, back to campus is, I don't know if uh, any of you guys have ever ate a at Raising Canes, uh, right. but there's one. Uh, being constructed on Green Street and that's going to be a that's going to be a hit for everybody. I think it's going to do really well. Yeah, and if you're out at Urbana way, I know there's a new macaroni place. I haven't really tried
3: it yet, but I've heard about it. So, it's
0: very good, not far from work, so. Right. Hey, exactly. Max,
3: what's what's going on in ag? How how are things going there?
0: Yeah, you know, uh input prices have are definitely up, but we're starting we're still seeing, you know, uh the price of uh, corn and soybeans remain high um but definitely you know any of the the fertilizers we've seen you know double in price from last year um so uh, you know a lot of farmers you know sold early just so they can cover their input prices but um you know then you want to talk start talking about land um you know if you get can get it for 18 19 acre that's pretty good right now we've seen a lot of land go for over 20 an acre especially here mm-hmm. uh you know in champagne uh, mclean county that um i think there's just you know excess liquidity on the sidelines too that Um, people are putting in and want to invest in farmland just to diversify. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting thing. If you're paying $20,000 an acre for farmland, how do you make money off that? I mean, that, to me, is probably the most difficult aspect of it. But I think there's, as you pointed out and Aaron pointed out earlier, there's a lot of money on the sidelines just Mm -hmm. looking for ways Mm -hmm. to invest. And if you can see, really, farmland, I would say probably – Mm, three, three to five years ago, was selling between ten and thirteen thousand dollars an acre, so, and we thought that was high. Yeah, we <laughs> thought yeah, we thought what it was way high, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I mean, I think you know we're beginning to look at adjusting our lending rates on mm-hmm. farmland because you know it's just the, what you can get for it now or what they're paying for
3: it. You know, as, several years ago, I'm going to say three or four years ago, I was talking to a gentleman by the name of Jeff Sott. You may remember oh, him. Jeff, Jeff Sott. Yeah, right. Jeff's a pretty well-known kind of investment guru, mm-hmm. economist and, and such. And he's one of these persons you listen to that he's usually more right than he's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really enjoy that. You see him on CNBC all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him, I said, you know, from looking out 20 years, you know, what would be your play in investment? And he said, anything agriculture. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're kidding me. He said, I'm telling you, there's going to be a world food shortage. Just just look at it. This, this is. Mm-hmm. And future wars are not going to be fought over oil and energy. They're going to be fought over food and mm-hmm. water. Wow. Yeah. And that's where you should put your money because that's the long-term play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though today we might think it sounds high at $20,000 an acre, you know, 10 years from now, that might be – Wow. Yeah. I think we've also started to see some
0: generations sell off if, you know, if they don't have, you know, children interested in, in farming that um, they've sold here recently when it's, you know, 20 plus an acre to kind of cash out and uh, move on. But, you know, when when land prices are up at where they're at now, you only see cash rent go up as high, go up high, high too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely very interesting. And always, uh, it's always, I always like to keep my eyes on to kind of see where the ag market's going. But, um, you know, I'm glad we got some rain here the last couple of weeks because it was a dry spell, and you know it's been pretty dry f- last uh, week or so too. Yeah, you know the interesting
2: thing. Too, I mean, this all affects our, as Kurt pointed out, food prices. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was at a restaurant on Sunday, and there was a family at a table next to us, and they were asking, you know, why aren't, why isn't there chicken strips on the menu for their kids? They're like, we've temporarily had to take it off because there's a supply shortage of chicken strips, which. I guess there was some, yeah, there was some chicken disease outbreak or something oh, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh
4: my kids are going to be disappointed to hear that. Yeah, I know.
2: So I mean, it's <laughs> a was staple, like, isn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah.
4: the, uh, chicken fingers. That's you the know. go-to. Yeah,
3: the chicken nuggets.
2: Oh, I know. So speaking of you know, uh, along with the in- inflation and everything else, interest rates. What kind of has the past year seen? I mean, if you're trying to invest
0: in real estate, if you're trying to buy a home, mm-hmm. what are we looking at? I actually talked to uh, one of our mortgage lenders yesterday, Jason Holdren uh, from BUC. And last year, uh, for and it's every bank's a little bit differently, but say it was three and a quarter. Uh, I was talking to some for a 30-year mortgage. And then as of yesterday, it was about 6%. Uh, and just a couple weeks ago, it was at six and a half. So over a 30-year mortgage at three and a, half, three and a quarter, roughly over the life of the loan, you'd pay about $112,000 in interest. And now that would be, if you were to do a 30-year mortgage, it'd be double that. Um, so I think that there's definitely been a big, uh, increase in mortgage rates, but, um, I was in golf league, uh, last night and a guy was saying that he purchased a home at 18%. So it's, you know, right, we
2: right. think 6% is high. It's a third I re- of what I it remember was. that. Yeah, I know he's, he's about our age, Kurt. So yeah. <laughs> know <laughs> you know what?
3: i at the same time, I remember back then, Mark, I had a money market account earning 18%. Oh, I wow. know, right? Yeah. Yeah. A money market account. Yeah. But. You know, but interest have gone up so fast. I was looking the other day, and just March, a 30-year, uh, I mean, a 10-year treasury was at one and three-quarter percent, mm-hmm. and now it's at three, basically. Yeah. And, you know, and that's seismic in the bond world, isn't it,
4: Aaron? It's a very large move, um, and you had even bigger moves, say, in, like, the two-year treasury. Um, mm-hmm. So I've actually been telling a lot of clients, I've kind of been going out on a little bit of a limb, but... I think the worst is probably over for the bond market. I think the big moves you've seen already is somewhat pricing right. in what the Fed's going to do. Think you're right. Where inflation's at. Right. So hopefully I'm right there. But, uh, yeah, I do feel a little more confident saying, like I said, that maybe the worst is over for the bond
3: market. Yeah, because that has shut down mortgage demand. I saw that we're at a 22-year low. That's mm-hmm. right. This last that's week right. or so on mortgage yeah. Uh, applications.
0: Yeah, that's what Jason was saying, that um, it's definitely you know slowed down, and there's just more you know supply on the market now than there was. It was hard to find a home if you
3: wanted to purchase a year ago. Well,
0: mm-hmm. I, I
4: think w- that supply is still low. It's gotten mm-hmm. a little better. Yeah, a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, a little yeah. better, but I think historically it's still at some low levels.
3: Mm-hmm. But what I've heard, though, is you're not getting 10 people bidding it up. Right. Yeah, when yeah, something comes on the market.
2: Right. They said it's, it's not going to take a couple hours to sell your house. It may take a couple days. Right. Or yeah. Something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Which yeah. is still. People got crazy. Right. Sure. Yeah. I take a couple days to sell a house anytime. So, yeah. So, overall, I mean, I think, you know, the economy in Champaign appears to be very strong. I mean, the University of Illinois is very resilient. I mean, you look around campus, there's still plenty of building that the university is mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Josh Whitman had a state of uh, Illinois athletics that he came out and talked about different things. I mean, you look at the baseball team has a new practice facility, you know, from sizable donations there. I know the Atkins family was part of that. Uh, The Atkins uh, golf course, I don't know the exact name, how they say it, but that's, you know, now the former Stone Stone Creek, U of Mm -hmm. I has that golf course as well. The women's softball team Mm -hmm. added a practice Mm -hmm. facility. They just updated all the track facilities yep. there. New
0: basketball facilities going up Oh, that's right. I forgot about mm-hmm. that, too. I think they actually said that's going to be done, uh, finished right maybe at the end of August. So uh, ready for the, the, the basketball team this year, which I think everybody's starting to get excited for either mm-hmm. uh, football this fall and basketball in the winter. I think we're going to have uh, two good teams to watch. Are we? <laughs> I'm very optimistic. <laughs> I love Max. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I, August, I hope you're right. Yeah, August 27th, the home opener against Wyoming. So, yeah.
2: uh, Max is very much in tune to all the uh, chat rooms and all that. So anytime something happens, he's yeah. probably one of the first people. Got to you know. have a hobby, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody's time today. I mean, I think it's been very informational. I still go back. Aaron, I wish you would have told me about June 16th, but that's beside <laughs> the point. So uh, I hope everybody has a great rest of July, and uh, we'll be back uh, sometime uh, mid-August, as usual. We look forward to talking to you then. Uh, This is Busey Money Talk on WDWS 1400.